The Utah Jazz have won game one of the playoff series with the L.A. Clippers in a 112-109 battle. Despite missing 19 shots to open the ballgame, the Jazz fight through it, stay connected, battle, bring the energy level, and then Donovan Mitchell is purely brilliant with 45 points leading the Jazz on the way to the win. David Locke along with Ron Boone. It is postcast, and the Jazz win it. We're talking about it. Coming up with your comments and your thoughts here on the program. Get your reaction as well. The chat room is open. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Biograss, thebigyellowbag.com. Get the big yellow bag. And by Grip6 Belts, I think I saw on Twitter, you got a little package coming your way. Uh, you haven't you uh, haven't got the cod yet, but we got you the winning game one, and we got you Grip6 Belts. What else do you need? Ron Boone, what are your thoughts on this one? I'm very impressed with the way the Jazz won this basketball game. And I'll tell you what I was very impressed with, the fact that they were only down 12 or 13 at the half after going, what, over 19 and shooting. You would think that a team of the caliber of the of the Clippers would have ran away from it and it, the game would have been over to half. But the fact that the Jazz uh, held in there defensively, kept it close enough to, to the point where they could have that big third quarter. 16 of 30 for Donovan Mitchell, 45 points, 32 of them in the second half. What did you see? I saw Donovan Mitchell just start to take over the basketball game. We know he's a second-half player. We know that, you know, from time to time, he has very good first quarters and second quarters. But but Donovan Mitchell is is a second-half player as far as uh, scoring the basketball. And, and he just took over the game. Very impressed with the way he was able to get to the basket as many times going to his right. I mean, he set his man up very well. And if you, if you just visualize what he was doing, just going to the right, putting the soft off the glass, and then that three-point shot was off the charts here as well. What did it tell you that they had to put Kawhi Leonard on him for the final four, four-and-a-half minutes of this game? Well, obviously they didn't want to. I mean, because they would like to have won this basketball game without uh, putting uh, their best two-way player uh, to the point where uh, on Donovan Mitchell, knowing that they needed him to score there as well, knowing that they were in the high altitude and the Jazz were going to be running. They didn't want to wear him out. And he had already picked up some early fouls there as well. Um, but you, know, you, you do what you have to do in order to try to win a basketball game. And, and uh, I thought Tyron Lou did a, a pretty good job, especially in that first half, by getting some minutes out of some guys that normally wouldn't spend a lot of time on the floor. I'm pretty certain that the nat- the national storyline is going to be a tired Kawhi Leonard right. and a tired Paul George have subpar games that the, the leftover series. Uh, Kawhi Leonard goes 9 of 19 with 23 points. Paul George has goes 4 of 17. I mean, I actually feel like the issue with the series is they, they're so good. They're so talented. You have to have guys have terrible nights to beat them, and luckily we got one tonight in Paul George. But how much do you think that they were tired, that that was a fatigue from the seven-game series they played in the Jazz? Well, let me make sure this is clear. Like, Jazz is the number one seed. You earn this right to go have an easy five-game series while somebody else plays a, a seven-game series. You've earned that ability. You know, that's a right. And so how much do you think that was – delayed them or how much you think the jazz defense whether it's rudy gobert's presence or something royce or boyan is doing uh slowed them down to that i think all of it i think all of it yes they could have been tired and and be a different story if they were going to phoenix or going somewhere where, where they weren't in the altitude um it, that you know the altitude probably had some effect it could have been tired jazz defense had something to do with it there as well um, uh, I think the crowd noise maybe had something to do with it. I mean, it's just so many factors, but um, they asked for this, you know. 
So uh, jazz was just just ready for him. And what effect did it have with the jazz going over nineteen? The fact that they hadn't played in five or six days, and uh, so. But jazz won, and it's all we care about. And we'll see what what adjustments are made by both teams going into Thursday. How remarkable to you that the Jazz go zero of nineteen and actually miss nineteen straight shots and win a basketball game? I just you, you can't see that. I, it's hard to believe that a team can do just that. Uh, I, they were settling for threes, uh, and and some of the three point shots that they were taking were uh, low percentage three point shots, and they weren't falling. But defense kept them in the ball game. Uh, Jazz win it, and let's comment on the crowd because that this place was incredible. It was rocking, rocking. I get a big kick out of when the Jazz are rolling and they knock down threes, and as soon as someone starts to shoot a three point shot, eighteen thousand people get up on their feet, and and because they're expecting for it to go in. Uh, somebody on our chat room just referenced Shaquille O'Neal. I've never heard of him, and I don't listen to him. If you're just wondering, like. Don't bring me Shaq stuff. We did that earlier this year. That was enough. All right, let's get to some of your comments. A lot of excitement. I'm going to try to find the questions. Uh, the crowd put a smile on my face. We do have the chat room up so you can kind of see what everyone's having to say. Um, uh, on my podcast, I said, we, here's a question. You were half right about Joe Ingles. He got the assists and not the threes. I said that the thing we were going to need tonight from Joe is we were going to need assists and we are going to need early threes. He really, as Donovan Mitchell's back out of the floor getting a hug from his, I think, Jordan, his sister. I can't quite tell, but I think that was Jordan earlier. Um, uh, you know, Joe, by, and I think I see Nicole. So uh, D- Joe's still bypassing looks. He does not look as comfortable as we wanted to be. He did uh, He did have, I think, seven or eight assists tonight. I, I tell you what, he, he's buying, but he's not like he's not ready to shoot. You, you know what I mean? And, and if he was catch and, and letting it fly it probably look a little bit better when he misses you know but if he's buying and, and just settling and, and not ready to shoot the basketball he's not in rhythm and, and, and I think that might be one of his problems Cody Cook says oh my oh my oh my Rudy and Don was unreal how about the final play of the game Rudy uh, Gobert and he's done this before he's just such a smart player he knew it had to be a three he went all the way out and he blocked Marcus Morris in the corner and that's knowing that the, where the clock is at, knowing that you don't have time to put the ball on the floor and drive around me. I'm going to challenge this shot and he ended up blocking it, you know, but, and it was a big play. I mean, Morris is deadly from that three point. He's their best three point shooter. Yeah. The left corner, 50% plus look. And Rudy went all the way out on the rotation. I can't wait to watch that final play again. Uh, and how well he, how well he analyzed that. So, um, Absolutely terrific uh, play. Um, let's see. Uh, usually we kind of take all of your exuberance. We love your exuberance tonight, but there's only exuberance right now. So I want to uh, see if we can if anyone has any real questions about the night or leads us to a conversation. Uh, Royce in favor. Simply wow. They made winning play after winning play from Del Toledo. Uh, you watched Royce really closely tonight. What do you see? Royce is very, very active, and, and he doesn't get a lot of uh, sh- shots, and he doesn't look to shoot the basketball that often. Uh, he will take it when he's open, uh, but, boy, is he active. We all know defensively he's going to draw the, the, the toughest assignments. He does a very good job with that, uh, but I've just been impressed with how active he is on the boards, especially going to the offensive glass, and if it's not there, uh, then he, he still gets back on defense, but or he tries to keep it alive. That's what I've been impressed with. What did you see on his offensive board work? Well, because what what I'm seeing is that when the shot is taken, 
he's not he's not settling just to get boxed out. You know, he, he fights or or he, he he takes a running start from the wing or something like that. And 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 sometimes he just takes that running start and the ball goes off a different way. He just continues on get the get back defensively. But if it's in the area where he can get it or he can get a hand on it or keep it alive or something like that, that's what he's doing. Interesting little move by the Jazz tonight. Boyan Bogdanovich took Kawhi Leonard and Royce O'Neal took Paul George late in the game. It's interesting for a few reasons. One, because it means it's saving Donovan from having to do any of the Paul George guarding he was doing during the year. It's also interesting because Paul George against Royce O'Neal in his career coming into the game tonight, Two for 13 shooting when Royce O'Neal is the closest defender. And interestingly enough, Kawhi Leonard, when Boyan Bogdanovich is the closest defender over the last two years, four of 13. And Boyan made a little bit of a name for himself in a series guarding LeBron James for Indiana. So maybe that style of player, he's got as much size, he can't be overpowered. But just a little interesting note that coming into this, Kawhi Leonard against Boyan Bogdanovich this year. He was 2 of 7. Last year, he was 2 of 6 for a combined 4 of 13. And Royce O'Neal, Paul George, 1 of 7 this year for Paul George, 0 for 4, and the year before, 1 of 6. So 2 of 13. By the way. Those two guys tonight, what, 13 of 36 or something like that? Yes. Can I see right? Yeah. Yes. Do you, do you think they're getting that anywhere else? No, absolutely Okay. Not. Just no. thought I'd point that out. Yeah. I mean, I got to, I got to hit my pull-up three, too. <laughs> Um, let's get at one or two more final questions. Uh, I have no idea when Mike Conley will be back. Um, you know, the fact that he was questionable seems like it should be encouraging. Um, but the other end is like Mike hasn't played five games in a row since he got hurt. So I, I'm just like, I just don't have my hopes high on that one. I'll be well, totally honest with you. Last thing work out before the ball game looked good, but you know, that's, that's always the case. Uh, it's when you have to extend and run real hard or something like that, then that's, that's the test of whether or not you can play or not. Adam, I think, sums it all up. I think I'm good with the habit of Donovan playing out of his mind in the playoffs. It's really incredible. I'm okay with that as well. But, you know. Here's the thing that's really incredible. And I don't mean this to be an excuse for him if things go wrong. But it's just he's in his fourth year in the league. Like, it's astronomical. He's going up against two guys who are double-digit guys in the league and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And if you look at champions, they've been in the league for a long, long time. And it is really hard to be the lead guy in your fourth year in the league at this level. It's astronomical what we're watching. Absolutely. Six one and he's got six foot seven defenders with long arms trying to guard him and pretty much quick of foot. So and and he's still getting the job done. And a lot in here. Yeah. That is postcast. Thanks for tuning in. Jazz win it tonight over the Clippers. 112 109. I'll have locked on jazz. I've got a unique locked on jazz tomorrow. I'm doing it maybe possibly out of a van somewhere at like six o'clock in the morning tomorrow. There might be a chance that I'm like living out of a van tonight so I can watch my daughter play golf at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning because there's no need to go home and there's no need to walk into a hotel room and bother anyone right now because I ain't going to sleep for like three hours.